George, when we first learned how Water Mission was planning to help people in Texas, we saw the term plumbing disaster mentioned. Help us understand exactly what that is. Yeah, it's it's a bit of an oddball situation. And when you look at what's going on with the freezing temperatures combined with the power outages, essentially you had um, thousands, hundreds of thousands of homes that weren't able to keep their um, their homes warm. And with the freezing temperatures, water and pipes, when they freeze, cause the pipes to burst. And typically, you'll, you know, you'll see this in an isolated incident as you have storms that pop up here and there. But, um, but this was kind of the, um, the perfect combination or worst combination, I guess, depending on how you want to uh, think about it, of, um, of how things could go wrong with the, with the power failure. And as a result, um, it's what we're looking at is probably the largest plumbing, single plumbing disaster that has ever been seen. And it's not just Texas is kind of at the epicenter, and that's where the majority of the need is. But the bordering states um, are also impacted, and it's just this huge, huge need. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of unprecedented. And it's also, as you look at, you know, homes in Texas are not built for those kinds of temperatures, much less than having the power go out. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bad, bad situation. And when, when with pipes burst, the big issue is no water flowing in people's homes. Um, the worst issue, you know, most people kind of immediately go to is their drinking water problem. Um, typically, that's not a concern. People are still able to get by. It's not um, ideal by any means. The bigger issue is you can't flush your toilets. And so you start to think about, um, well, you can't flush your toilets, but people still have to go to the bathroom. And so there's a potential sanitation issue that is probably the number one concern and just making sure that um, that, uh, that that's dealt with. And then you start to bring into um, the conversation, um, which is a, it's more of an inconvenience. And it's one thing to talk about it until you're the one dealing with the inconvenience. But what if you aren't able to take a shower for two weeks? Um, or wash clothes and things like that. So, yeah, it's a it's a nasty situation for sure, and um, and and there's definitely a an, an area where people need help with um, with getting these things fixed and restoring water access in their homes. So, as an organization, how do you go about coordinating the the skilled help you need to to give folks some assistance? So it's an interesting application because it's a bit outside of what we normally do. And it was just really over this past weekend on Saturday or Sunday as we were looking at what the need was and we looked at kind of who we are and what are the skills and resources that we potentially have available that we said, you know what, this, you know, most of our work is outside the U.S. in developing countries and, and we also respond to disasters. That's also primarily in, in developing countries. But as we were looking at uh, this need, we were saying, you know, we have an amazing group of corporate partners that actually make products that are needed in this application. And we have a network of skilled professionals and plumbers that we could potentially tap into to actually bring in both the skilled labor and also the materials. And it kind of speaks to the heart of the issue. And as we were looking at those things, we said, we, we really should just, we need to do something about this because we can be involved in helping provide uh, solutions. At this point, do you know what communities, what cities you might be working in? So our current base of operation is in Austin. And again, as you look at what's going on there, we actually happen to have, our base of operations is in South Carolina, but um, we have full-time staff, uh, three or four people that are based out of Austin or, or that area. 
um, two of which have served in disaster relief roles uh, with us in the past. And so we're kind of uniquely positioned with some key staff in that area to um, head up the effort. Um, I know that we have a partnership on the ground in Austin with a great group. It's called the, the Austin Disaster Response Network. Um, they have a call-in center. Um, they have a big warehouse for uh, staging supplies. Um, and uh, and basically what we're doing with them is working to bring in materials, set up like a plumbing depot. And then we're also coordinating volunteer plumbers that are going to be coming in. And they're going to, Austin Disaster Response Network is going to be coordinating, uh, um, identifying the need. Our focus is on the most vulnerable populations, people that can't help themselves and, uh, and, and reaching out and addressing uh, um, some of those needs. So um, I will say also that we have another great partner. Um, the, the plumbing network that we have, the network of plumbers is actually coming from a, a, a group called Plumbers Without Borders. And so um, really kind of we're the, um, we're the linchpin and kind of piecing all these different players and partners together. And also we do disaster response. So we're ready to just kind of roll with whatever needs to happen and figuring it out as we go. But, uh, but Austin's kind of the first uh, place that we're looking. We are uh, starting conversations about potentially scaling a similar type approach. Um, we've identified some partners in and around the Houston area. There's a huge need out there as well, and, and there's need everywhere. Um, but that's kind of the, the primary focus at this point. And obviously you can't fix everything, but for people who have had this kind of damage happen, are we talking like weeks or maybe months before they can actually get things going again? So it's a great question, and the answer is that the the scale and the and what all the need is is still kind of being understood. And I know that our staff that are on the ground there, you know, one of the fellows that is heading up the disaster relief effort, he has a personal friend who's a contractor, and his and his friend said, you know, if you have plumbing related needs, let me know. I'll certainly prioritize you. And so he called the guy the next day, and, and the guy's response was, thanks for calling. You're number, you're number 19 on the list, and, uh, and I haven't been advertising any kind of services. Wow. That gives you an idea of how extensive things are. So other than the Texas response, which you said is a little bit unusual for your organization, you're involved in a lot worldwide. Can you give us an idea of what Water Mission does ordinarily? So we do two types of projects. We do disaster relief, and then we do community development projects. And we're typically going into scenes and situations that are a lot worse. As bad as it is in Texas, there's no question there's a need there, and there's an, an application where we're trying to help. But when you think about the normal disaster applications that we go into, um, the best way that I try and help people understand is that typically the places we go are where people's alternative is to go drink water out of a ditch. And so as, as bad as it is in some of the worst disasters that we see in the United States, um, we are never uh, um, at, a, at a point where that's our only choice for, uh, for water. And so those are kind of the scenes that we're going into, the worst that you can think of. And, um, and, and we typically respond to every major disaster around the world. Um, the two most recent, are, um, the, there was a, an earthquake in Indonesia in an area called Sulawesi. That, uh, that we've responded to. And then right before that, there were back-to-back -back category four, five hurricanes that hit Honduras and Nicaragua. And uh, we were on the ground uh, um, and still are on the ground helping uh, primarily in Honduras with, uh, with relief needs. We also do community development work. And uh, in our base of operations outside of the U.S., we have nine countries 
um, in uh, um, Central America and South America. We've got a significant presence in East Africa. There are a number of countries, and I already mentioned Indonesia as a disaster relief uh, application. It's also a place where we do ongoing community development work. But those are really looking at long-term needs, establishing essentially kind of many municipal-type water systems uh, in communities, that are focused not only on getting the, um, the the systems in place, the equipment, and making sure safe water is flowing, but also building out the people, processes, and systems that are needed to support them and run them long term. Um, we um, we are a Christian engineering uh, organization. That's how we describe ourselves, and uh, Christian from the perspective of we're faith driven. We believe that God put us here for a purpose, and that uh, we're living out that purpose by reaching out and helping people that don't have access to safe water and sanitation um, and solutions. And then engineering is kind of a key uh, piece that we make sure that we uh, uh, mention as well, um, because as you look at um, what's necessary to be able to do effective water projects, there's a technical component to it. And a lot of times when you see uh, charities working outside of the U.S. doing water projects, they're doing it because they see a need and they're saying nobody's doing anything about this and I'm going to do something about it. A lot of the problems that we see, though, are a lot of times these groups don't have or approach it from a technical perspective. And so that's been a really intentional thing as we have grown and built Water Mission is to make sure that we essentially have built a, an engineering organization that's focused on dealing with a technical problem with technical solutions. If someone would like to know more about your organization, where can they go? Love to have people come and uh, and connect with us. Our website is the best option, and that's watermission.org. So w a t e r m i s s i o n dot o r g. Watermission.org. All right. I appreciate your sharing your heart with us, George, very much. Yeah, Richard. Thanks so much. There's a big need, and we um, always like to make sure people know there's always an application for uh, for folks. Um, if uh, if people can come alongside us and support the work that we're doing, that's great. Um, but we also ask uh, um, folks to consider keeping um, our efforts in their prayers and also the people that are impacted that, uh, that need support in their prayers. So. Understood.